November after all and uh, you know I do want to open up by saying that up until about two days ago I was growing probably the manliest handlebar mustache that I have ever grown in my life and then bam tragedy struck as I was shaving I shaved into it and it's gone it's just a regular mustache now it's all thin and wimpy looks like a dead caterpillar it makes me look like a wet uncle basically so um, I don't know what a wet uncle looks like but apparently it's what I look like but and it, but that doesn't matter me being a little less manly doesn't mean we're not going to get manly today. So we're going to get manly. Let's get manly. Yeah, manly. Don't you cry no more. Manly. Alright, that's enough of that. Okay, we're being manly today. We're going to get manly. We're going to get even more manly than we did in last year's manly episode. Manly men doing man stuff together like men. So, how do we get manly? Well, let's start out with some manly things to say. Let's start out by saying some manly things. So I've, I've compiled a list here of some manly things that you can say if you're a real man. Be a man, say some manly things, such as this. Example one, I am finally done with all this lumberjacking, but now get over here, woman, and give me pleasure while I drink this whiskey from the back of my truck. Here's another thing that you could say to be manly. I'm so tough, I'd slap a velociraptor in the face and tell it to get me a beer. Say there, sunshine. I know that you haven't grown a beard or mustache, so I bought you this dress to wear around as well. It's another manly thing. Manliness. Another manly thing to say, which I actually say all the time, is I like the cut of your jib. I don't know what it means, but it's, uh, it's manly. I guess it's, uh, it's, it's something that you say whenever you, uh, you appreciate someone and you like them. Um, Roddy Piper may have said the most manly thing of all time in the movie They Live. He said, I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass and I am all out of bubblegum. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Manly. Roddy Piper can be manly. He was very manly. He was one of the manliest men of all time. He cracked a coconut over uh, uh, Superfly Jimmy Snooka's head. It was an actual coconut. He's, he hit him so hard with it, the coconut cracked. I have wrestled a giraffe to the ground with my bare hands. That's manly. 
If you know how long a giraffe's neck is, giraffe's neck getting hit by a giraffe's head when it's got that long ass neck to swivel itself around on, that's like you might as well be getting hit by a meteorite. But if I, I wrestled it to the ground with my bare hands, because manly. Uh, how about this? Jesse Ventura once said in the movie Predator, he goes, I ain't got time to bleed. He goes, he was shot, he was injured, he was bleeding, but he didn't have time to bleed. He had more manly things to do than bleed. And that's, that's pretty fucking manly. You're hit. You're bleeding, man. I ain't got time to bleed. How about from the movie Dodgeball, whenever uh, Ben Stiller says, yeah, that's a painting of me taking the bull by the horns. It's a metaphor, but that actually happened. And I believe it did, because manly. He just grabbed that bull by the horns and wrestled it to the ground. Cause manly stuff. That is a really interesting painting. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's uh, that's me taking the bull by the horns. That's how I handle my business. It's a metaphor. I get it. But that actually happened. Here's a manly thing to say. This is all 100% me. You best get out of my way. I've got one-arm push-ups to do while I karate kick this building and make it fall over. Manly. Grease me up, woman. That's manly stuff. How about this? Here's what you tell your kid when they're being less manly. You say, make yourself some damn nachos, son. Get some chips, sprinkle a little cheese on that sucker, microwave it for 15 to 20 seconds, and then apologize for making me cringe. Manly things to say. Manly things to say today. How about this? Here's manliness. Any dog that weighs less than 50 pounds is a cat. And cats are useless. Right, Reek? Where are you? Where's my this cat? Where's my useless bag of shit this cat? There it is. Look at it. What a fucking piece of waste of... What a waste of space. Barnabas? Barnabas, cat number two, he doesn't even have a face. He's got so much face that he has no face. It's, it's, it's like an oxymoron. It's like a black hole, basically. You see it from space and from, like, certain angles, but if you get up on there, it just collapses into itself. It, it, it's physics. That's manly, by the way. Manly is physics. How about this? Frozen yogurt is the celery of desserts. It should be ice cream or nothing. Manly. And then last but not least, manly things to say. As a man, it's always a good idea to demonstrate, demonstrate to your co-workers that you are capable, with, capable of withstanding a tremendous amount of pain. That way, they respect you. Now chop my hand off so I can get back to work. Manly things to say. Manly things to say. All right, I like having manly things to say, don't you? You know whatever uh you know what other manly things I like talking about is like uh you know having muscles. Now, anyone that knows me knows that I am the epitome of what a man would uh strive to 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 look like. I am lanky. I've got the body of a swimmer. I can hoist multiple women over my head with with one hand. I'm able to uh, just deadlift, deadlift a Ford F-150. I'm able to deadlift a Ford F-150, so there's that. But uh, I'm going to throw some other man stuff at you. Anyway, manly shit. Uh, those are some manly things to say. Now, I've also compiled, even though I had the mustache tragedy, or the mustachery, mustachity, as I'm going to start calling it, and now I look like a wet uncle, I'm, I, I did compile a list of the manliest mustaches. And I'm now going to relay that list to you, my avid listener and fan, to uh, go, go down the list. And they're in no concern, discernible order. There's not like a top ten. It's not like, oh, okay, this is the best, this is the worst. But they, they're just the manliest mustaches, starting with Tom Selleck. You know, I, I have a personal belief that when prepubescent mustaches grow up, 
they want to be Tom Selleck's mustache. It's a modern mustache masterpiece. Magnum P.I. wouldn't have been the same dude with a naked upper lip. It would have just been wasted. It would have been wasted face. Do you remember when Tom Selleck actually shaved his mustache? Didn't look like himself. People were like, oh, is that the... That was that uh, guy, they, uh, he did the thing, and no one could remember his fucking name. But the mustache comes back, it's like, that's fucking Tom Selleck right there. Mustache. Manly. How about Daniel Plainview, the character played by Daniel Day-Lewis? His mustache will drink your milkshake and then bludgeon you to death with a bowling pin. How about that? If you don't know who I'm talking about, Google it. Daniel Plainview, his mustache was amazing. How about uh, Errol Flynn from all the old-timey pirate movies? He had a uh, swashbuckling mustache, and uh, he wore it while he was, he had that while he was wearing tights, pirate tights, so manly. Uh, how about Raleigh Fingers, the old baseball player? He brought back the waxed handlebar that I was uh, formerly rocking, and uh, you know, it, it rocked, it just rocked the, uh, the, the diamond. It rocked the baseball diamond all the time, you know? Be like Raleigh Fingers, have a man mustache. How about Wyatt Earp? Wyatt Earp's a western legend. Sources say that he killed up to 30 men during his time as a lawman in the American frontier. He didn't even use bullets to do it. His mustache just knocked him out cold. They just died out there in the heat. How about Burt Reynolds? Let's face it. The real star of any Burt Reynolds movie is his mustache. He can thank his mustache for his entire film and TV career. Rest in peace, old man. How about Sam Elliott? Anytime Hollywood needs a cowboy with a mustache, they always call Sam Elliott. Just like, and uh, then we need this uh, kind of fatherly cowboy guy. Sam Elliott's there. Sam Elliott just, he just shows up. I think he just, he, they don't even call him. He's just like, hey, heard you needed a guy with a mustache. And it's just like, bam, cowboy mustache. There he is, Sam Elliott, ranching on the farm. How about uh, Wilford Brimley? We cannot forget, you know, there's only one movie where I've ever seen Wilford Brimley in where he doesn't have, like, the most amazing Brimley mustache. And that's The Thing, John Carpenter's movie, The Thing. And you know what? He was the fucking bad guy in the movie. He, he got taken over by the thing. If he'd have had that mustache, would have never happened. His mustache would have, like, just curled up into fisticuffs and just, like, knocked the thing out. And it would have frozen out and the, uh, they would have just thrown it in the fire and it would have been dead. So, uh, you know, lack of mustache is why Wilford Brimley got turned into a thing. He's, uh, you know, his, his mustache has been fighting diabetes since the 1990s. He feeds his stash Quaker Oats to make it strong and virile. He's, he's, Wilford Brimley's mustache was, is, is amazing. How about Apollo Creed? You know, Apollo Creed had a pretty epic mustache. Uh, sadly, however, not even his mustache could uh, save him from being killed by Russian I Ivan Drago in Rocky IV. Uh, but thankfully, the ghost of Apollo's mustache gave Rocky the strength he needed to climb a mountain and yell Drago and avenge him in a uh, fight in, that took place on Christmas Day in Russia. So Apollo Creed's mustache, you know, that's a pretty epic mustache. And if you remember, during that training session, that was the only time Rocky grew a beard. So it inspired him. Manliness. Manly mustache and beard. Rocky IV. It's a good time to insert the song from Rocky IV. And there it is. All right. And uh, last but not least, my personal favorite mustache, another Daniel Day-Lewis mustache, because he's had some awesome fucking mustaches in his career, is Bill the Butcher from the movie Gangs in New York. Bill the Butcher Cutting from Gangs in New York. He was a mean son of a bitch. He was xenophobic, ruthless, deadly with a knife. His 19th century mustache ruled over Lower Manhattan's Five Points District. He had that hat that wasn't really a hat. It was just, just like part of a leather bra that he just like strapped onto his head. And in the opening scene of the movie, he killed Liam Neeson. Nobody's ever done that. 
Nobody's ever killed Liam Neeson in the opening scene of the movie. Sure, Darth Maul killed Liam Neeson in uh, episode one, but that I blame that on George Lucas. That No, he didn't really kill Liam Neeson. That was just a movie. But Daniel Day-Lewis's character of fucking uh, Bill the Butcher, he killed Liam Neeson in the opening scene of the goddamn movie. It's never been done. That's pure mustache. That's pure manliness. Mustache, manly, manly mustache. Insert song here. Here we go. All right. So, uh, it's time for the worst human. <coughs> Excuse me. It is time now for the worst human of the week. And, uh, being that this is the first worst human, I'd like to go with the person that I complain about most and, uh, in this household. What person, matter of fact, Ash, I'm going to ask you for a little interjection here. What person in this household do I complain about almost on a daily basis about how they're the worst person alive and I hate them? Who used to be a TV? I mean, they got fired recently, but who, do, who did I complain about daily? In this house. You know her name. Um, you know her name. I know. Megan. Megan Kelly. Megan Kelly, she's that's right. Fucking, she's not, not memorable, I guess. No, she, she, she really shouldn't be memorable, and that's the thing. But that's why she's the worst human. Because the quote, Megan Kelly said something really racist, shouldn't be a surprising sentence to anybody. She's outright defended blackface, but that's not even her first offense. Believe it or not, Megyn Kelly has been spouting off blatant racism for years and then defending it. I'm sure things could be different if she had come to terms with her own racial spirit and uh, worked to overcome it and make amends with the communities she's harmed. But nope, that ain't me. She can't do that. She can't have that. This is the same woman who once called Michelle Obama the president's baby mama and didn't flinch, didn't bat an eye. The same lady that said the new Black Panther movement was a threat to quote-unquote the very fabric of America and decent people everywhere. Despite her very public and very obvious racist tendencies, Kelly always seems to be completely outraged when confronted or, or accused of being racist in any way, such as with this recent blackface thing. She will, uh, you know, jump on defending herself as... Having black friends, which in and of itself is like an incredibly racist thing to say. Oh, I'm not racist. I have black friends. Okay, this make you makes you more racist. But uh, you know, or she passes it off as a stupid joke, and she's made one racist claim after another. Here's a list: Jesus was white, Santa is white, a black teenager that was pinned to the ground by a police officer, clearly who had done no wrong. She said, "Well, they're clearly no saint." Because they're black? Why Why aren't they a saint, Megan? That's a pretty, pretty racist fucking thing to say. She said that Sandra Bland would be alive today if she had just, quote-unquote, complied with police's orders. And the list goes on. You know, she's a terrible fucking human being. Now, listen, I am far from perfect on the issue of race. I cringe at a lot of the things I've said in the past, and especially how long it took me to uh, grasp concepts like institutional racism. But I'm making an effort to inform myself and others and grow and learn from people who know more about the issues than I do. Can Megan, Selly, can Megan Kelly say that? No, she cannot because she is a racist garbage pig woman who believes that she is right in saying what she wants because she's defending free speech. I'm all for free speech. So let me exercise some free speech for you right now, Megan. Megan Kelly is a dirty mega cunt, and I hope she is gang raped to death by a horde of Mexican, black, Polynesian, Indian, Japanese, Turkish Canucks. There, there's some free speech for you, Megan Kelly. We'll see how you feel after that. That is the worst human of the week. Thank you. Man, I don't know how I'm going to follow up Megan Kelly, but I'll have to, I'll have to find someone. Um, 
okay. Don't worry, I can help you. Yeah, I know. There's plenty of them out there. But, uh, okay, so we got some unmanly things. We've been talking about being manly so far. So let's talk about some things that are not manly. What, how can, you can be more manly in your life by avoiding doing these things. If you, here's some unmanly things to do. Again, a list in no discernible order. Doing the laundry, not manly. Don't do it. Someone else, that's what women were made for. They're supposed to give you a sandwich, whiskey on the rocks, do your laundry. Never do the laundry, it's unmanly. Making any kind of dip that goes inside of a loaf of bread. If you do that, you just lost your man card. Start a bonfire out. Come over to my place where I'm having a bonfire, cooking a cooking a, a freshly killed deer. I didn't even skin it. I didn't even clean it. I'm just cooking it on the bonfire. Give me your man card. Poof, into the fire it goes. You just made a dip that in a loaf of sourdough bread. You're done. How about this? Getting a mani-pedi. And jagged, like you've been clawing your way out of your own grave. You ain't manly. Crying. If you cry, single tear comes that comes out of your eye holes and leaks down your face. You lost your man card. You're done. Here's an here's another unmanly thing to do. Drinking any alcoholic beverage that isn't beer or whiskey. If you if you've ever drank any alcoholic beverage that's not beer or whiskey, cut your man card up, put it in the put it in the shredder. It's over. How about talking to your pets in a cute voice? No man has ever done that. Ever. Don't you ever do it. How about this? Interior design. Hey, maybe I can add this to this room. That would really complete my man cave. WRONG! You just lost your man card. Using condoms? Not manly at all. You're supposed to spread your seed. And you never pull out. A real man doesn't pull out. You know what pulls out? My couch bed. Not me. You know what else is not manly? Admitting your mistakes. Men don't make mistakes. I don't care if you I don't care if you accidentally pick up your uh, your nail gun while you're doing your manly construction work. For and for the record, you wouldn't use a, a real man wouldn't use a, man, a a nail gun. They'd use a hammer and nails, and the nails would be held between their teeth. But I don't. My point being is, I don't care if you accidentally take a nail gun and put five nails through your hand. Someone runs up to you. Oh my God, are you okay? Looks like you just nailed through your hand. Well, that was a mistake, wasn't it? Nope. I intended to do that. Man stuff. You never... Wearing appropriate clothes for the weather outside. Not manly. Not manly. Jeans, t-shirt, pair of boots. I don't care all weather. It could be 120 degrees outside. It could be negative 8. Jeans, t-shirt, pair of boots. That's all you need. That's all you need. Man stuff. Your face will stay warm with the mustache and beard that I'm sure you're growing because you're manly, right? Uh, how about showing any form of weakness? the like most unmanly thing you can do you never show any weakness i do not care if somebody has neganed you with a lucille you with a baseball bat did glenn show any weakness or abraham show any weakness when they got their skulls bashed in on the walking dead nope abraham took a baseball bat to the skull and then said suck my nuts manly he did not show any weakness and neither should you Stub my toe, get a splinter. Ow! You unmanly piece of shit. Hand over your man card and get off my property. There's a nice little, uh, there's a, there's, there's a, I believe the ladies are inside having a tea party. Why don't you join them? How about exfoliating? You don't exfoliate. Be a man. Your skin's supposed to be grimy and look like the fucking Rocky Mountains. Don't exfoliate, soft, having skin as soft as a baby's bottom. You know who, I've said this last year, you know whose skin's supposed to be soft? Babies and women. 
men's skin is supposed to be as rough as gravel and like, you know, just very, very tough. Exfoliating, get the fuck out of here. Unmanly. Having scented candles within 200 yards of your home, not manly. How about nipple stimulation? You're in bed with your woman, she grabs your nipple and you're like, oh yeah, I like that. No, wrong, you're man. Nobody touches your nipples. You should have enough hair on your chest that they should chest that they should not even be visible. How about anything but pumpkin spice? Now, hear me out. Pumpkin spice latte? Not manly. You know how a man drinks his coffee? Black. Black as the night. How about expressing yourself in anything other than a series of grunts? That's very unmanly. This whole podcast I'm recording telling you about what's unmanly, I had to dumb it down to an unmanly level so all you unmanly men out there would get it. I should just be here grunting and... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's manly right there. Being clean-shaven. Not manly. Unmanly. Why do you want to look like you're 8? Why do you want to look like you're 12? You know what? I haven't been 12 since I was 12. Even at my most clean-shaven, I've always got stubble or some form of 5 o'clock shadow because I'm manly. You gotta be manly too. Stop shaving. Take the razor, throw it in the garbage. Done. I don't care how out of control it gets. That's what scissors were for. How about hugging a kitten? No man would ever hug a kitten. You hold it up with one hand at arm's length and you inspect it and then you put it down. Referring to yourself as playa. No self-respecting man has ever called himself playa. Get out of here. If you've ever said the word playa in a, in, about yourself or another man in a serious manner, go home. Go back Home, like I said, there's a little dress for you waiting there, and the ladies are having a tea party. Playa. Having any form of grooming that isn't rugged. Again, going back, even at my most clean shaven, I've got stubble and hair growing out of my neck. Manly ruggedness. If you go clean shaven with a razor, I don't care how professional it looks. You know what else looks professional? A dainty little dress. So go put one on, because you ain't manly. You're unmanly. How about getting cornrows put in? If you are any race other than African-American, do not get cornrows put in. Because A, going back to Megyn Kelly, it's incredibly racist. And B, not manly. Not manly. At all. Matter of fact, I don't even think African-American people should have cornrows put in. Because it's not a very manly hairstyle to begin with. Neither is the man bun. If you have a man bun, you are not manly. And the the word man is in, I know what you're going to say, the word man is in the word. Man bun. You know what? That's just because you had to find some excuse to put your hair up in a bun like a, like a long-haired lady. Go cut that fucking thing off, man bun. How about taking a gun to a knife fight? Not manly. As a matter of fact, there shouldn't even be knife fights or gunfights. All battles should be handled in 1920s, 1800s-style fisticuffs. Period. And I'm talking full-on wars, too. You send the troops over there, the other people's troops should be unarmed. They, you should be unarmed. It should just be a mass of people just fucking fisticuffs. How about lurking outside of windows? That's not very manly. A real man stands on the lawn, doesn't go right up to the window and just lurk, lurk there and look in. A real man stands out there on the lawn with the, on the lawn with his arms folded, just staring up at the window. That's how a man does it. How about leering at people from across the bar? Mm-mm. When a man is at the bar, I don't care if that bar is packed, standing room only. A real man sits at the bar, at the bar, not at a booth, at the bar with his drink, and in his mind, he's the only person there. Just him, 
The bartender ain't even there. It's unmanly to acknowledge any other people in a bar. Or leer at people. Having any other scent on you other than that of your own musk is unmanly. Showing affection towards your children is unmanly. Allowing anybody to date your daughter without first threatening their life is, unman is unmanly. How about having a, a relaxing bath or massage? Oh, I just had such a hard day. I want to relax. I need a bath or a massage. Nope, unmanly. You know how a real man relaxes? He goes out back, picks up an axe or a hatchet, and chops wood. That's how a man relaxes. He cooks himself a 22-pound steak, and then he eats all 22 pounds of it in one sitting in under an hour. That's, how, that's manly. You want to do anything other than those two forms of relaxation? Unmanly. How about uh, grocery shopping for anything other than meat? There's one reason a man should go to the grocery store. Meat. That's it. He goes there for anything else? It's an unmanly reason to be there. How about taking a shit that isn't absolutely painful? Have you ever gone to the bathroom and you're just like, Oh man, I feel better after that shit. Wrong! Not manly. You should come away from that toilet feeling worse than you did when you went in. That's how, you met, that's how a man does it. How about building anything while using the uh, provided instructions? Not manly. All you need to build anything. A real man, all they need, all a real man needs to build anything is four nails, a hammer, and the, the pieces themselves. They'll take care of it. How about uh, not chopping your own lumber for any of your construction or heating purposes? Oh, well, I've got uh, gas heat or uh, we've got central, central air. Well, you're doing it wrong then. Get yourself an axe or a hatchet. Go outside. Cut down a tree. Chop that tree up. Burn that tree. That's, your, that's how you stay heated. What's that? You got a bill. Oh, I was just going to uh, add another addition to the house. Good. Back outside with your hatchet. Cut down a tree. Cut your own lumber. Be a man. How about not using charcoal for cooking? Oh, well, I've got one of them fancy grills. It's got the propane. Southerners are going to hate this because they fucking love their propane gas. But uh, you know what? That's not how you do it. Charcoal. Charcoal is as far as you're allowed to go. If you want to be, want to get real honest with it, real man, you should be making a fire like you did in the old days out of sticks and tinder, and making a fire and cooking your food over that. How about giving up? Even if you're giving up a vice like smoking or drinking, giving up. You don't do it. A man never gives up. How about driving like an asshole? A real man doesn't drive like an asshole. You drive, you acknowledge the other people, you drive safely, you just keep doing it. You don't drive like an asshole swerving in and out of traffic. You don't need to get uh, one of them cars that goes with the fucking all the designs on it. You don't need that. You sit in your car, your regular car with its factory defect settings. You turn it on. You drive up and down the road decently. That's how a man drives. How about wearing earrings in both ears? No self-respecting man has ever done that. I'd like, I dare you to find me one. How about listening to the bands Coldplay or Nickelback? If you have ever listened to Coldplay or Nickelback and said, you know what, that wasn't that bad. Lost your man card. Shred it up. How about wearing any form of skirt that is not a kilt? If you're wearing any form of skirt ever, unless it's Halloween, that isn't a kilt, you just lost your man card. Hand it over. Your man card, you, you've been revoked. Your man card's been revoked. How about ordering a drink that has an umbrella in it? You ever had a, any alcoholic drink that comes with a little umbrella in it? Give it back. That's not what you're supposed to be drinking. Be a man. 
How about not punching your enemies in the face? Oh, you and me, we, we don't really get along. I guess that would make us enemies. Yeah, I guess it would. Bam, both of you should be immediately punching each other in the face. And then that's how you earn each other's respect. I don't care if you continue to be enemies or you become friends after that. The respect is earned. You punch your enemies in the face. Man stuff. How about uh, being racist in general? There ain't no real man out there that can't accept that there's other people in the world. A real man actually shouldn't even give a shit about what race, creed, color you are. He cares about can you lift wood, hold this axe, uh, help, me put, help me drive these nails in. doesn't matter what color or creed or what religion you come from. If you are a man... If you have a dangler, if you have a penis, and you can help him hold wood and lift wood and drive nails into wood, you're a man. There's no racism there. Man. How about uh, refusing to shimmy like Eddie Guerrero used to every time you hear the song Desposito? You know what? Eddie Guerrero was a man. He was a man's man. You ever see him? He, would, he called himself Latino Heat. And he would shimmy. Well, if you ever hear the song Desposito on the radio... You better shimmy like Eddie Guerrero or else you ain't no man. Ever having a woman call you daddy during sex? That's not manly. You're not her father. You better not be her father. If you're her father, there's issues. And that's not manly either. How about saying I love you to anything that is not a steak, a cigarette or cigar, or a glass of scotch? No self-respecting man has ever said the words I love you to anything other than a steak, a cigarette or cigar or a glass of scotch. And how about buying yourself a new bath towel? Men get one bath towel. You're issued one at the age of 18. You get your bath towel, it better, you better make it last. That's how many bath towels you get. That's, if, if you're doing anything other than that, it's all unmanly stuff. All super unmanly. You got to be a man. Now, all that being said, I think this is a good time. Men like to take road trips. So I think this is a good time to... Uh, have Bill on the streets. Cor official Element of Surprise correspondent William Signs, Bill Signs, has uh, gone out onto the streets and has given us, giving us his thoughts on taking a road trip and uh, proper road trip preparedness, which is pretty manly if you ask me. So we're going to have Bill right here with uh, Bill on the streets. This segment's called Road Trip Preparedness 101. Starting my journey with the first correspondence with the element of surprise, I want to talk about a theme-appropriate subject, road trips. Two aspects in particular. First, the mental and physical preparation for a road trip, and two specific fights that only happen during one of these trips. Now, preparing physically for a road trip would seem straightforward. You have a destination, you have a means of travel, and you're confident that you have your pants. Let's face it, any more than that, you're over-preparing. There's no way to predict the problems you're about to encounter. So pack light and make sure you can go with the flow as easily as a premenstrual paraplegic. Mental preparation for your trip is less straightforward. If you have vices, this is the event to stockpile for. You'll be in cr close proximity to people, traveling at a high rate of speed for an extended amount of time, in one position, with little to no say on what goes on, if you're not controlling the transportation machine. Unless that transportation's a bicycle, moped, horse, or block of Play-Doh. It's really better compared to a prisoner of war story. One that you know has a less than diabolical ending to it. Use your vices wisely. Don't short yourself before the return trip. 
This portion of the trip is the most dangerous and volatile situation our generation can experience in society today. Which brings me to the second part of this discussion. Fights that only occur during these road trips. So one, the pre-departure fight. Now this fight may only happen one time and it'll be prior to this trip starting, but it can or will be referenced throughout the majority of the trip. This fight can be about a list of topics far and wide, everything from what temperature to set the thermostat at, all the way to how much to get out from the ATM. The topic of the fight isn't important. The time at which it occurs is what makes it so special and memorable. It's a very small window, two to five minutes before you leave. At the time, this topic will be number one priority. The Pope could be outside jerking off a squirrel while Bigfoot finger blasts a tree stump, and you wouldn't bite an eye at that. Now, not because this topic is actually important, most of the time it isn't, but because it's the last adult thing standing between you and your trip. The second fight's the stuff fight. Now, this fight commonly occurs one to two times during the trip, at any point directly before, during, or even up to months afterwards. Do you have stuff? Do you have all your stuff? Or only some of your stuff? Are you in charge of other people's stuff? Or vice versa, is someone else in charge of your stuff? Discussion of stuff, and particularly its whereabouts, has ended more relationships than openly sharing your browser history. If, like me, someone else was in charge of your stuff, don't question them about your stuff. You trusted them enough to hold and prepare your stuff, and it's only appropriate to ask for your stuff not asking if they remembered to bring parts of your stuff. Two different questions that have bit me in the ass multiple times. Asking for your stuff from the stuff keeper is expected. Asking about the whereabouts of stuff from the stuff keeper is akin to bringing up your scat fetish while applying for a bank loan. I do not suggest it. This has been Bill on the Streets, reporting on what self-respecting journalists wouldn't touch with a 12-foot dildo smothered in honey. Good night. All right, everybody, that was Bill on the streets. And uh, I think that uh, he, he really touched on some real good topics. If, you, if you're ever taking a uh, road trip, make sure you, you come back to this episode and you listen to the, what Bill just had to say about it uh, because it's probably going to happen. It's manly. You got to do it. And, uh, you know, just to finish off this episode, I've, I've been thinking the, ge- the video game Mega Man 11 came out, and I figured I'd touch on some of that because it's got the word man right in the title, right? It's got the word man in the name. Not just any type of man, a Mega Man. That sounds pretty fucking manly to me. And I don't want to talk about Mega Man. What I want to talk about is some of the uh, robot masters that Mega Man has... Uh, you know, taken down some of the ones that Dr. Wily has reprogrammed and sent uh, sent to fight Mega Man over the years. And, uh, you know what, I'm going to start with my absolute favorite. There, there, there are going to be some honorable mentions, but uh, my absolute favorite of all these uh, Mega Man villains that he's fought, all these Mavericks and Robot Masters, was uh, hands down Clown Man. You heard me. Clown Man! Clown Man is by far my favorite robot master from the Mega Man games, from either the Mega Man series or the Mega Man X series. Clown Man. You know, something could still be your favorite and mock it. Don't argue with me. It's unmanly. Clown Man deserves 
all of the ridicule I'm about to unleash on him because other Robo-Masters, short for Robot Masters for future reference, have cool themes and powers. One has a pair of scissors on his head, uh, the other one is like a top, the other one's a vacuum cleaner. Uh, there's so, they, they all get pretty dope as shit, but Clown Man? Really, just a clown. I don't have the greatest, you know, I don't expect all like the greatest ideas after um, Clown Man was from Mega Man 8, so after eight iterations of the uh, game in the franchise, I don't expect any of the greatest ideas, but they could have at least tried. I mean, look at him. He's a clown. Allegedly, he was an amusement park robot before Dr. Wily reprogrammed him. But, uh, you know, why was Dr. Wily in an amusement park to begin with? Why'd he pick the shittiest piece of machinery he could find? And uh, what the fuck is on Clown Man's finger that he insists on sniffing so much? But let's take a look past the surface on Clown Man. Look beyond his stupid spinning attack, his telescopic punch, uh, and the Thunderclaw. Let's look beyond the robo-clown makeup and welded-on clown smile. You'll find a very pained figure behind that. A dark figure underneath his painted visage. You see, it's all fun and games at first. After all, he's a clown. It's his sole purpose in life. I'm Clown Man, he boasts at your first meeting. His taunt? Crucial. Yo, geeky, he m rudely remarks. You're devastated. But he continues, I'll make you join my men. Confused, you begin to pummel him. Things aren't going well for Clown Man. Things rarely go well for Clown Man. Ouch, he proclaims as the onslaught intensifies. What are you doing? Mommy, what have you done to me? His dark past is now revealed. Are you afraid of clowns? Well, you should be, because with his dying breath, Clown Man, he, he swears not revenge nor begs forgiveness for his sins. Instead, his final wish does more damage than flying fists or trapeze kicks ever could. See you in my dreams, he says as he explodes. His pain is over. Yours has just begun. I just killed him, you amused to yourself. How could he possibly see me in his dreams? You carry on, but something's missing. The vigor and resolve you once had for eliminating your robotic foes is now gone. You fight each remaining Rob Master, short for Robo Master for uh, future reference, but can't help but remember what Clown Man said. You begin to look over your shoulder. You act more guarded in public. Your sleep comes fitfully. You don't eat. Can he see me now, you wonder? When will he stop dreaming? When will my nightmare stop? Clown Man doesn't quite have the visual panache that the other Row Masters, short for Rob Masters for future reference, boast, but uh, his attacks aren't as creative. He's not as fast, as strong, as intimidating. No. What Clown Man lacks in brawn, he makes up for in brain. Clown Man gets into your skull, latches on, and never relents. For while Cut Man can leave scars on your skin, Clown Man will leave scars that dwell well below the dermis. And that makes him the most dangerous foe of all. So that's my little rant on Clown Man uh, and why he was my most uh, favorite Mega Man villain. Now, there are some no uh, notable mentions. We have uh, Sheep Man from Mega Man 10. Yeah, this is a real guy. Mega Man actually went out of his way to fight Sheep Man. Um, Sheep Man's Thunder Wool ability lets him burst into like dreamy clouds that summon some lightning. I guess because sheep kind of look like clouds and people count sheep when they go to bed. I don't know. Uh, ultimately, out of all the menacing and threatening animals one could choose to base a robot boss on, going with a fluffy sheep is one of, uh, you know, probably one of the worst ideas. Another notable mention is Pump Man. Pump Man is also from Mega Man 10. Now we know what Pump Man literally is, but it's still hard to wrap our non-pump heads around it. Does Pump Man need someone to pump his head to make him combat effective? Is, uh, or is that how Pump Man makes love? 
I don't know. It's not just for that reason, though, does Pump Man sound wrong, but for many other ways we can't or probably shouldn't describe. How about Hard Man? Hard Man, who's made out of a super hard material, I guess, molded into the shape of a blue cannon. Uh, a thick, super hard person whose main combat strategy is to climb on top of Mega Man, adjust accordingly, and try to pound him into the ground with his head. There's some definite uh, subtext present here, much like Pump Man. So, uh, you know, next we also have Plug Man from Mega Man 9. Now, I think I should clear this up immediately. Uh, having just gone over Pump Man and Hard Man, we're now on Plug Man. And this Robot Master is an electric plug kind of plug man. All things considered, his overall design is strikingly fitting. He's an anthropomorphic plug that totally fits into the similarly, uh, like the lighter shaped Heat Man or the vacuum cleaner themed Dust Man. Coming from a long line of electricity themed Robot Masters, Plug Man can appropriately summon electricity for his ranged attacks, and also has the power of glittery, glamorous sparkle fingers, which, uh, you know, that's everybody's weakness. From Mega Man X2, we have Wire Sponge. Now, a wire sponge sounds like a sponge made out of wire, like those uh, copper Brillo pads used in crack pipes. Uh, not a sponge who uses Garrett wire to fight. Now, I want you to know this. In Japan, Wire Sponge's name is based off the Hekima, which is Japanese for loofah, a uh, plant that produces a cucumber-like vegetable that can be dried and sold as a sponge. So, we have a robot master based on the most phallic of vegetables, and all things considered, Wire Sponge totally looks like nightmare genitals. There's even three little gross alien probes that prop out of his head uh, that also kind of looks like a urethra. Wire Sponge even swings around fallopian tube-like vines attached to what appear to be razor-sharp ovaries. So, Wire Sponge. There's Metal Shark Player from Mega Man X6. Now, I can imagine the designer of this one just drawing a shark made of metal and thinking that naming it Metal Shark would just be kind of like two on the nose. So, after uh, staring at it for a while, he goes, You know what? He looks like a real ladies' man. I'll call him Metal Shark Player. So, Metal Shark Player. And lastly, from Mega Man 11, we have uh, Bounce Man. He's a robot made from a giant pink rubber balls that bounce. The game's in the in-game story for him is he's that he's an aerobic instructor robot. He's innocent and optimistic. He can't help bouncing around in joy no matter the situation. Uh, he tends to accidentally bounce into people and send them flying, making himself a bit of a nuisance. But his fitness lessons at Boing Boing Park are the new style of exercise he calls hopsercise. It's like boxing, but on trampolines, basically. It's uh, surprisingly popular with middle-aged women, and they were originally going to call him Rubber Man, but I'm pretty sure that name's taken. Nonetheless, sounds like it means something entirely different. Um, that Let's also not forget and other notable mentions. Uh, Tunnel Rhino, Optic Sunflower, Ride Borski, Galaxy Man, Centaur Man, or Hornet Man. Yes, they all exist. Alright, thank you guys. Uh, it felt good to get manly. And, you know, remember, celebrate Movember. Uh, don't shave for any reason whatsoever, regardless of the circumstances. Last year on uh, the Man episode, I said uh, the only reason you should shave is if your job's in jeopardy. I've had a year to think about it. Not even then. Don't even shave then. And, uh, you know, I think I will leave you guys out with some uh, some manly music. Let me pick some manly music for you here.
We need something manly. Cue the fucking bear music. Every day. No, it's probably the- 